Season two. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's episode 10. Pardon me and my mintiness. Well, this is not, you're going to click it around in your teeth when you talk. No, I, I went to, I just lost a wrapper. Oh, crap. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Hey, dude. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. So I worked a golf show. Okay. How'd that go? Right. Um, lots of, lots of pr- prospecting, right? That's good. It was good. Did um, you win anything yourself? No. Because that's always fun about doing golf shows is it like... I'm gonna to try to move my mic a little bit. So it's yeah, I want to face you a little bit. I like I like looking at you. Um, You're pretty. <laughs> there so, we go. So uh, no, I would uh, I like to do in golf shows because you always like. Well, one there was a lot of liquid courage involved with the other people, so they were pretty easy to talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they're always like receptive. Like, oh man, what are you what are you selling, man? You know, and you're like, well, now I do insurance, but like. You know, I golf cart coverage was the easiest entry point. Oh, dude, super easy, and it's so dirt cheap. It's not even it's, fun. It's like ninety like, bucks a year. Ridiculous cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy that people don't have it, but you know, it was good. The issue is that like I'm working that I get back to the office, I've got tons of stuff I have to work also. Yeah, and now I've got a giant pile of crap plus everything else, and I'm like, <laughs> my brain is like, organize it. Dude, my week has been slammed for some, like, I don't know, like, everybody finally came back from, like, New Year's now, and they're like, hey, guess what? Uh, remember that thing we talked about three months ago? Mm-hmm. I want to do that now. Well, they're like, <laughs> I've got my tax returns. I know what money's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is. Um, <clears throat> Good. You should pay in full so we don't have to worry about those monthly payments and you missing your payments. Mm-hmm. I started going back to the gym this week. Yeah. Because uh, I got tired of not being in there, and I was like, you know what? I don't get no more excuses. I'm doing it again. Same here. Yeah. It feels yeah. good. Dude, it, it feels, feels so really good. good. Mm-hmm. Just, I've been so busy, too, with work, and it's so hard to, like, I can't go once Owen's out of school. Yep. So it's, like, it's really difficult. And then, like, you know, I've, my dog has been in obedience training. She graduated yesterday. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. No, That's so funny. <laughs> um, but, no, she needed it, and she's starting to become a better dog. Good. So that's really a, good. I don't want to say she's a good dog. Because on Sunday she decided to uh, yank my curtains out of the wall. So. You know, I think like, <laughs> do dogs ever really not do dog things, even uh, when they're trained? Yeah, I mean she's got a lot of puppy in her still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like high expectations that I have to like kind of. She humbles me pretty quickly a lot. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, hey, I guess what I still well, do? I still do puppy stuff, Dad. It's like kids, dude. It's it's just yeah. like kids. You're like, oh, I touched it better, and they're like. Well, I did it again, and you're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, and that's, like, the thing with, with Owen is, like, teaching him, um, like, dog ownership, right? Like, working on responsibility by having a dog now. Like, it's a, been mm-hmm. a great opportunity to start teaching about that because now it's, like, bleeding through and other things. Like, hey, if you can let the dog out, then you can put your clothes on. You can put your clothes downstairs in the laundry. Like, you can start you can doing do your laundry. The, yeah, you can start doing these things, and um, you can start helping me empty the dishwasher by putting the silverware away. Except for the knives. I don't let him handle knives yet because I'm not. You're not sure? Hey, Dad. <laughs> By the blade. Like, Dude, so I actually, I had my, <laughs> about five years old, I actually had the boys helping me do laundry. Yeah. So I'd literally pick them up and they'd hold a little container if it was liquid and dump it in. And I'm like, all right, cool. So they get that kind of, you know, yeah. this is fun. I want to do it with Dad and do enjoy you, it. Do you sort? No. No, oh, dude. What kind of person? Okay. okay. I, Who I, still I, sorts in 2022? My towels are sorted, right? Because I bleach them. Okay. I don't. I use laundry sanitizer, so I don't bleach. What in the hell is laundry sanitizer? Yeah, the Costco Lysol makes it. It smells delightful. But, like, if you have 
boys, right? And they get smell a little funky in their clothes or like your workout clothes. I don't know. Like, do you bleach your workout clothes too? No. Dude, do you ever like black. The, do you ever have the shirt that like just once in a while like smells like after about an hour or something, it smells like you may have worked out earlier in the day? Nope. No? No, I just don't oh, yeah, you're not a hard sweater. But like um I know sometimes like you can I use laundry sanitizer, dude, and everything mm. comes out smelling. I'll like, have to look for it. I, I want to know. I mean, that's it's really in a intriguing. big jug. Yeah, it's at Costco, like big jug Lysol laundry sanitizer. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I bleach towels because they're white. Yeah. Every guy likes white towels, I think. Sure. Girls don't like white towels. I like gray towels. Do you like gray towels? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a white towel guy. I love, I love the plush, white looking kind of like uh, hotel. When you go to a hotel, oh, dude, totally. The whole. Do you re- All right. I don't ever steal Confession. hotel towels. Confession time. No, I don't. You don't? No. Have you ever stolen one? No. Honestly? 100%. Really? Yep. Have I? Oh, I, I absolutely yeah. you have. <laughs> That's so amazing, dude. <laughs> Not like in the last 15 years, but like when I was in my 20s. Yeah. No, I never did. Or like on a road trip for like if we were in wrestling trip and we stayed at a hotel or whatever in high school. I'd totally like. This one's going to be used at school, my gym locker. Dude, that's so weird. I've never even, like, honestly, I've never even thought about it. Is that, Sometimes you get a good towel. Sometimes the towels in the hotel suck. I'm always just like, you know, a towel's a towel. You get in, like, a, a nicer hotel. Sometimes the towel, you, the, your towels get better. You could tell you're at a good hotel if your towel's better, like, by quality of the towel. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Like, I've, I've got one towel at home. It's a giant. It's huge, right? It's huge. It's super plush and sure. amazing. And I'm like, that's my towel. Because it's as tall as I am. I have like one of those giant oversized towels. That's the me. best thing in the world. Yeah, they're nice. It's a big white fluffy one too. Best thing. It's hey, so favorite one too. <laughs> I've been um I've been watching well at least playing a lot of Joe Rogan in the background. Okay. Because uh, you know, I get through uh I get through watching my my daily amount of um why how come my brain goes away as soon as we start doing this? Of Crowder. Okay. Right. So I start watching Crowder. Get that done. Just to, you know, see what's going on in the world and hang out. Um, try to get more information on what's going on currently in the world. What is his first name? Because all I've ever really known Stephen Crowder. Stephen, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I should. I knew that, but I always forget. Dude, he has some of the best freaking impression voices ever. And they're amazing. Um, and then so I was like, you know, let, just let Joe Rogan roll. And today it was Joe Rogan and Miley Cyrus. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Joe and I'm like, who in the hell is talking? Like, I can't figure it out. And I'm like, what is this old lady doing? Like, why did you have an old lady on, right? And I look over and I'm like, dude, it's Miley. She and sounds rough. Miley. Miley has twang, of course. She grew up in well, the country. Well, she grew up a little like country. Yeah. Well, her- so she's going to have twang. She's going to sound kind of like Dolly. I get that, right? But at the um, same time, she's definitely not country. I don't think. She's she's got more rock and roll. I think she was her dad when he got big, hid from all the limelight, and yeah. then she was like, "No, I want to be in it." And so I think she got well, all she got pimped out twisted. by Disney. But yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, she is still as funny. I would to liken to her to like Bonnie Tyler. Okay, she who could go country if she really wanted to. Absolutely. Um, you know, or like Kyle, uh, Miley did both. She went country yeah. and did not. I mean, like I could like, hear like Fleetwood Mac too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, but it was it was interesting because like just listening to her, right? Um, just kind of checking out what's going on with her and, and listen to her talk, and I was like, oh yeah, you are country, you are these things, 
And I think we kind of forget that a little bit, which is because you're like, oh, Miley. And all you think of is like tabloids, right? So I'm listening to it. Um, and it was, it was actually a super cool interview. I was really impressed um, with how mature she was with everything. And I think everything she lived through really humbled her a lot, especially her recent throat surgery, which is why her voice is so different. Um, I mean, yeah, because she smokes a ton of weed. Um, she did smoke a ton of weed. Yeah. She did drink a crap. I mean, she's tried everything, literally everything. Yeah, she she's was, talking about she it. She was doing coke for a while. Like, yeah. Was, yeah. But then after her vocal cord surgery, she was like, you know, why, why do I want to be, why do I want to have a hangover every time something great happens? And like she said that, and I was like, wow. You've, uh, you've, you've grown a whole lot, which is really kind of cool. So it's, it's neat that when Joe gets celebrities on, you get to see them being human. He has a really unique way of bringing that up. Like with even Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. like turn into a normal dude when he was talking to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, I think it's because Joe's like, "Eh, whatever. I don't care. You are who you are. He's kind of a normal guy. I mean, like he's a weirdo. Don't get me wrong. Like, but in the same token, like he's kind of like just a normal guy too. Mm-hmm. Like you're oh, gonna be one, of, you're gonna be one of the people. That's just like you're just two people chatting it up, you know. I think that that's what makes Joe special. Yeah, that's what made him so good at what he did. He's got crazy. He's got comedian. He's got all that. He's he's got MMA fighter in him because he is a phenomenal martial artist too. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, you know what? No, I'm just I'm a dude. I want to hear what you have to say. I love watching him. This. He's been on. Uh, I like Meat Eater. It's like one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched it or not with yep. Steve Rinella. Um And he's been on that like. Three or four different times now than like in really episodes. Cool. The episodes he's in and with Brian Callen are freaking hilarious because they're, they're like out in the woods trying to be all serious and you're like seeing a totally different side of Joe Rogan that like you may not have really known was there. And then like you could have this serious moment where he's like, and then he still cracks a joke or like Brian Callen will crack a joke or something like that. Like the, uh, yeah, it's just a ton of fun like watching them on that in that kind of different atmosphere. And obviously, Joe talks a lot about like eating elk meat and stuff like that. But dude, we love elk meat though. <laughs> I've had it twice this week. <laughs> yeah how do you, how do you say no to elk meat, especially yeah. good elk meat? Oh yeah, for sure. I just think that it's neat that Joe brings the humanity or human side to these uh, celebrities that you know have been thrown in the limelight, and we get to remember that hey, these are regular human beings with their own personalities and perspectives, even before they're celebrities. And you know, I was thinking about it, and I was like. We, we give grace to ourselves to change and mature. And especially with Miley, dude, we don't give grace to celebrities. Uh, you know, I think we, once they get in the limelight, we try to keep them on a different pedestal and we don't let them be human. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. I think that's why I look at Chris Pratt and I have a lot of, I want to say admiration for the guy because I don't really know him. But I look at him and I'm like, you know, that's somebody that's actually kind of doing it right, though, is because he'll go do his thing and then he like vanishes. Yeah, he doesn't like try to stay out in the limelight or whatever, and like he then he's like still a, a dork, like he's still a you know forty year old dork like we are. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's, it's totally cool. rad. Like I look at him and like you know he was doing something on TikTok with Arnold, mm-hmm. who's now his father in law. Yeah, because well, yeah. he's dating his daughter. Yeah, and uh, are they dating or are they married now? I think they're married. I don't know what's going on. Catherine Schwarzenegger. I'm pretty sure they got married because mm-hmm. they've got a couple kids now. Well, it doesn't pretty mean sure. Married. I'm pretty sure they're married. I know, but I'm pretty sure they got married. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, he was doing stuff with Arnold and like totally being silly and goofy. And it was actually kind of cool. It's like, yeah, this, he's like these people. Yeah. Sure. They're on You're movies like, and stuff, but we're human. Yeah. I'm a real person. I'm not just an actor. I'm not, they're perfect. not a robot like Tom Cruise, but like, well, he's got Scientology. So <laughs> he's doing, he's or, doing just fine. Or whatever Brad Pitt does. I don't yeah, know. But. I'm not quite sure there, <laughs> but I just think, I think it's neat. Um, it really humanized her, and I, I look at her totally different now. 
which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, because you did smiley. It's, I mean, you know, she does a lot of stuff that I didn't agree with, but she matured, learned from it, humbled herself and, and moved forward. And I'm like, wow, you know, well, she you has know? a dog named Kate Moss, <laughs> which I think is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I guess the dog sings and not like just howls, but like Tries to when she does her scales, the dog has perfect pitch on the scales. What? And I'm like, holy. That's kind of cool. I want that dog. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'd make money. I would do scales dog. with a dog. Yeah, I would make money off of that dog. Well, I would just do scale. I mean, I like, I like animals. So. <laughs> anyway, no, it's just neat. I just, I can't imagine if each one of us, if all of our screw-ups were constantly in the public spotlight um, and then tried to promote us based on that and you went, wow, you know, I'm getting famous. I'm being screwed up like the Kardashians did, right? Yeah, and it's one thing like doubling down on that, you know? Like some people when they are famous in the spotlight and then they get thrown like some shade or whatever, sometimes they double down on it. Yeah. And that's like where she was human and had to go through, you know, some trials. And it was because of her own actions. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's be well, real. I mean, and think she's like it. owned it. She's kind of like, yeah, that was me. You got to remember that she was selling out stadiums at 12 years old. Dude. <laughs> I mean, like, like, let's put that in perspective. Yeah. 12 years, I, she was, she was even younger on Disney, right? Yeah. That's like the Jonas Brothers. I think about that too, and the pressure that would have been there. Dude, and think about um, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Can you can you even imagine having growing up like that? That no. would be freaking bonkers. It so, would, yeah. I re- I really think. I mean, honestly, we really need to give some grace to these celebrities that grew up like this because I look like Macaulay Culkin was like the first one that I think we really saw the degradation of yeah. celebrity lifestyleism and all. Yeah. Oh, dude, like scar them for life type of. You know, and he's come around and made some pretty funny commercials and stuff. Like, <laughs> I'll give him that. I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a wackadoodle too. But, um, you know, I think that people are entitled to, I think, distrust of other people, especially if you're like in the limelight. That like, it'd be pretty easy to be think like, what do you want from me, or what are you going to try to use from me for your benefit, like to sell a tabloid? Oh, dude, absolutely. I'm pulling up something over there. No, I'm trying to connect to the uh, the board because oh. um, apparently I I'm having all these crazy. So I, I okay. So I'm dressed this way because I went to the gym, went immediately back to work, worked longer than I thought I would today. Um, Drinking my ice water. Then obviously we met at the studio, right? We yeah. came here like it just um, it's it's been it's been quite a long fast day, so. I apologize. I'm I'm not super prepared today. It's uh no, it's all good. Um, you know, and something that's in the news kind of that was bugging me too. Like Please. obviously we've been seeing the stuff going on in yeah, Ukraine absolutely, and yep. and prayers with people there. I watched the video though, and it absolutely crushed me because it's like it puts everything into perspective, right? The last two years of what we've been having go on in the United States mm-hmm. of. You know, the, the BLM rallies or January 6th or the trucker rallies now and stuff going on now. And everybody's thinking that, like, they're making some drastic stance for whatever they believe in. And they're, like, sacrificing everything for to be right. First world problems. And then I see the video of a guy in Ukraine kissing his daughter goodbye. And he's putting her and his her mom on a train mm-hmm. for a safe area. And he's turning around and going back to fight the Russians. Well, I mean, dude, so... That's one aspect of military life that people don't think about. This is a normal guy. I know. This isn't some guy that was in like you know fatigues and re- and you know trained but killer. I think they're I think they're like Israel though. I think they yeah. actually do have you know military that they have to go through. The reserve. The reserve. Yeah. yeah. 
But but I mean that's the U.S. also. Sure. We we can't discount that, and we can't discount the fact that our police and our state troopers and all these people are out there doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. There are a lot of fathers out there that are willing to put their life down for what's right. It's like yo, you're I'm fighting back against oppression. This guy is literally fighting back against oppression. Yeah. He's picking up arms. And against people that are attacking him, not just burning down buildings because, hey, I feel like I'm or, oppressed. Or somebody that made mean tweets and I'm going to, you know, be mad yeah. and upset about that. That whole situation over there is really interesting because there's a lot of different perspectives. And who, I mean, honestly, I'm going to put this, I don't know really what's going on, honestly, because the, the reality is, is that Russia, we're putting sanctions on them, right? Yeah, everything they, but freezing their accounts. They yeah. give us 595 million barrels of, of oil a day. The XL pipeline would have done 825 million a I know, day. I know. And we wouldn't be importing it. We'd be doing we'd it. We'd be exporting And then, oil and then we'd be exporting natural gas also. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Why so, can't we just like eat a little crow, open it back up? I don't get it. Well, I, I'm like, okay, you want to sanction Russia? I'd be like, stop transporting oil to us. We'll finish our pipeline and we'll export to you now. No, we'll I, take over all the export to the entire European Union and you guys can sit on your oil. No big deal. Shut it. Just turn off the tap. Am I wrong? Like, no, absolutely <laughs> seems, not. Seems but, pretty simple. But, but I, you know, that hey. that's gonna that would double down on like all the steps that the current administration has t- tried to take for green energy and turning the United States green and and lack of dependence on on fossil fuels and all this other stuff. And you know what? If it's wartime, who gives a dang? No, who seriously. Who cares? Eat a little crow and do the right thing. Mm. They don't want because we're gonna have we're gonna have like ten dollar gallon gas pretty dang quick if nothing happens. Well, if they don't pull their heads out of their butts, yeah, absolutely, it's gonna happen. And I'm I'm just like, I can't say it. It's amazing that that the people haven't haven't stood up and rioted because it's not a small faction of people that are no. that are talking like we are. It is the majority of people. That's what I don't, I don't not get. the minority. And, it's, and like, it's like every time Trudeau gets up and he's like, "Oh, there's small little and no, dude, no, it's, it's, it's literally everybody except you." Yeah. And then shooting so. it down and then literally throwing authoritarian, I mean, use of force against your own people when they're peacefully assembling. Yeah, that's like, ridiculous. And we're talking peace means not fighting, peacefully. It's, it's being, it's they fine. They were there. And let's have people start. Okay, um, yeah, they had big rigs in the street. Hmm. Okay. We're not a political podcast. I know. We can't do this. I'm sorry, people. We're, we're very, we love our country a lot. Um, but, well, gosh, we could You know what I love, though, is that it, I love... <laughs> critical thinking and looking at fact yeah and common sense that would solve a lot of this pretty simple and having a backbone and fortitude don't double down on your mistakes and then try to weasel your way out of it mm-hmm. by making a few more mistakes to hopefully outdo your other mistakes so then you can ipso fact it's like two wrongs don't make a right but three lefts do it sounds like they've got bad parenting and they're parenting each other maybe with their bad parents maybe they are a bad parent if you're maybe they need to listen to kids podcast. smoking crack and Parmesan cheese and underage girls. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of uh, (laughs) kids in the government, um, there's this TikTok that I was I was checking out. I figured we talk about this for a second because uh, kids. (laughs) That went serious, really. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Do uh, the kids belong to the parents or the government? And so I I thought this was intriguing. For enough, I mean, bear with me because I might have turned the volume up. Let's see what's going on here. Unless it's like all of a sudden a raging advertisement, then an F bomb. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Play. 
kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. So you would play it again? Yeah. Just to, just to catch all of it. She's talking kind of fast. Yeah. Well, yeah her She's lisp, a fast talker. Her lisp kind of screwed me up. I'm not going to lie. It's, um, Break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids. We need to break through the kind of idea that kids belong to their parents. What? All right. What nut job is saying this? If it comes out of my body, it's mine. If it comes out of my wife's body, oh, it's totally ours. Well, I mean, it's hers too, but it's ours. I guess she gets yeah. whatever's out of my body, but that's gross when you think about it in that context, right? <laughs> It's, uh, half, but I just, it's half of each of you. We, we know. <laughs> Somebody please tell me you know what I'm saying. The scientific side of this, it's literally half yours. <laughs> so <laughs> who is this person? What kind of crack is she smoking? Who is this person talking, by the way? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. But it was, a, it was a newscast. Do you want me to keep playing it again? So to roll again? I don't know. Is it going to make me more mad? Yeah, what probably. I, I think it's a... Let's play some Kids do not belong to their parents. And we have to break through the idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families. And she's saying no. ...to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Nope. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the household... Kids are in the community, not a slave to it. Kids are part of the community. They're, they're in the community. We make the community. Yes. They belong they're to their parents. They're not beholden to it. And you should not be raising or punishing my child if you're not in my family, right? And you better be immediate family if you're raising my child or punishing my child. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm smoking crack. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I am going to completely disagree with this lady. And uh, down with the system. Can we, right, I, can I, we, can we <laughs> let's cancel this person. I'm just kidding. But we're, we, we need to cancel the wrong that we absolutely do. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like she, let her say what she wants, but she is on crack. Have a discussion. Don't spout off like you're a professional in this without getting outside insight from the other side of the argument. That's what ticks me off about a lot of this stuff is that they, they say it almost like it's for shock value. Mm-hmm. But then people are so ingrained to like taking every word that comes out of media as truth that people will buy into this. They're like, oh, yes. Yes, this is what we're doing. Oh, yes, exactly. right now. Yay. Like, let's go let's ahead and clap. do it. Like. No, like it's like the school teacher in Texas. Did you hear about what happened? There was a teacher in Texas yesterday, a middle school teacher, was no. caught on camera by one of their students, like oh. talking in the hallway to two other teachers, okay. saying that the conservative Christian people need to get COVID and die. Ouch. I got COVID twice, though, and I didn't die. I know. Praise Jesus. <laughs> like. I'm sorry if anybody, if any of you guys have actually had. I caught the sarcasm there, there, so I get it. Yeah, but yeah. still, yeah, I, I'm I've not mocking you guys. It's just yeah, and I've had clearly, it as well. yeah. Um, and but like you know, she's saying like this would have been all over if everybody would just go ahead and gotten jabbed within the first month, and we wouldn't even had this whole COVID mess. And I'm like, dude, do not follow the science. Like COVID, the the jabs have proven that you're gonna get COVID. It doesn't matter. They've you may not it. get it as severe. Who knows? But like. You're still going to get it and spread it. I don't know what's more severe than 0. 0.002. 
Well, the, don't even get me started on the kids stuff. Leave the kids <laughs> alone because they have more risk from getting the jab than they do from COVID. And that's absolute scientific fact. All right. So, okay, we'll, we'll skip that COVID because yeah. we don't talk. That's not a subject matter we discuss. We're not scientists. <laughs> we're going to get unless we have hit Ellen by the algorithm. We're going to hit by the algorithm now. <laughs> we'll have Ellen on back on and he'll talk about COVID. No big deal. Or Shane. Or Shane. He's an a actual scientist. scientist. Also, yeah. An actual, actual scientist. scientist. So let's, yeah. Let's be real here. Okay. So. <laughs> Here's another one, and it was uh, this. I've actually had to say for quite a while because um, I didn't know how to approach it, but I was like, you know what? No, we're going to do this because people need to feel this. And this is coming from one of our favorite dudes, Mr. Joe Rogan, right? Joe. We like the Joe. And live lives of quiet desperation. It's one of my favorite quotes ever because it's true. And I've been that guy. You're just in this world where you just can't wait to just run away. You have an apartment you have to pay for. You have a car you leased. You have a wife that you have to feed. You have a child you have to raise. You have your mortgage. You have your this. You have your that. And that's where it all comes from. Try doing that alone. Men lead a life of quiet desperation. <laughs> Try being a single dad. It's fun. It is. I mean, really, yeah. And But that's because we've been through it. Yeah. You know, like you you go through all the garbage. You go through all the worrying and all, all the everything. And we'll talk about that again. But, I would say it's almost quite sacrifice. I mean, it's it's desperation because there are times when you just you don't know you yeah. you're like I just I'm hoping I can do it. And I mean, I mean, there were times that I was like I'm just hoping I get enough in this paycheck so I can cover my my car payment or I can cover whatever or I did well enough to do this or I you know I hope I don't have to eat that crap that's in the back of my cabinet that I've been trying to avoid to for so long. And then it may or times, may not be expired. We're yeah. rolling the dice. And there, there's times, man, when I was when I was like, you know what, guys, when did I we've got all in? this food here. We're gonna eat everything, even though we don't want to. And my boys are like, okay, dad. And I'm like, oh, god, gosh, yes. Kids are amazing. When did I put that hamburger in the freezer? Yeah, <laughs> it's not green yet, is it? <laughs> it's like <laughs> opaque. <laughs> I, I can cook the evil out, right? That's how it is, that, and that's what you're thinking too. Um, yeah, man. So. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's tough when you, when you think about it, though, because single, single moms feel it, too. Oh, my gosh, single moms feel it, right? But as fathers, yeah. even, even when you're in a, in a relationship, as the husband, you feel that. And we'll, we will absolutely talk more about that because it's, um, yeah, we, we got more to talk about that. Okay? Sorry for the yawn. That'll be coming up. That's right. No. That um, <laughs> wasn't me, like, falling asleep with the subject matter. So, women, are men really judging you? Are men judging women? Yes. And I say, yes, men judge actions. Absolutely. And I think women judge actions and when we, we all judge. But check uh, check this bad boy out that I found here. Told us women that we should weigh 120 pounds. Nope. Hold on. Hold women. on. No, stop that. Nope. We can't. Most men live. Who the fuck told us women that we should weigh 120 pounds? Uh, none. Women. Yep. Women tell women that they're supposed to weigh a certain amount. Women tell women they're supposed to look a certain way. Y'all hop on fucking social media. You see all these fucking fake bodies, all these bodies that people have fucking paid for. See in a donut. And you immediately think that's how you have to fucking look. Some of y'all give yourselves fucking body dysmorphia because you scrutinize your own fucking no, body based off of what you see listen, on fucking The language media. part I don't agree with, but whatever. That's stupid. And then y'all want to throw that volley at men. Talking about, oh, men want this type of woman. I'm what not going to mansplain this. I'm going to... Are the reason why all these fad fucking diets are still around why herbalife is still around why keto is still around why all this fucking tea drink that i see on fucking tiktok no real like fucking having junior in house this is nice 
We don't care about fucking check marks or potholes or craters. I ain't never seen a real fucking man turn down a fucking oatmeal cream pie or a fucking star crunch. Oh, oatmeal cream pie is yummy. He's actually eating a pop tart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's eating. But it's true. Listen. I mean, like, so I don't, um, I'm not out there judging women on their weight or what they do. I'm like, uh, they're, they're, what they're eating. You know what, what I think they do? Is, yes. I sort of. Here's what I think it is. And okay. this is me thinking, this isn't me saying definite out of definitively like, no, this is what it is. My opinion would be in this because I can't mansplain this because I don't want to think for women, but I think that there may be some, the insecurities that exist in okay. social media and society and everything else preys on the psyche of individuals. And so you look for, it's kind of like when you, when you're selling something as an insurance agent and you're automatically coming up with objections in your mind okay. of what the customer is going to say, even though they haven't said them. Yep. So it's like, ah, I don't know if the price is going to be too high. They're not going to want to buy this. It's almost the same theory with, the, the premise in this would be women coming up with, like, my weight's going to be too high. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and need to get lower in order for men to recognize me. Like I said, I'm not thinking for women. This is, like, my process of what this is. But. I said it was, like, women judging women on, oh, girl, you can't wear that. You're too fat. Or, you know, you can't eat that. You've got, that you, you've got to though. be this way. Or I feel like there's a – the body positive movement has helped out a lot. But imagine all these young girls and all these women going on TikTok and seeing these okay. these twenty year old fitness models are like, oh, I've got to look like that because I, I want to get the man. Here's like that. where I see it. Okay, immaturity. And, I ooh. see it at the high school level. Okay. When I coached, I saw that a lot. Like, I want to know. The bigger from, girl would wear like like yoga pants or something, and she would get ripped on because she was filling them out more than somebody else. Dude, I feel like the, I feel like that you saw it more there, but I feel like it's still a very Big thing that happens. I would say those people are doing it extremely immature. Ladies, can you reach out and let us know? I mean, yeah. do you feel this from each other or from when you're, and if you want to be anonymous, I mean, just mention, I just want to know because really, the reality is that, yeah, I'd like to know this stuff. Because I like, I know extremely vain and immature guys will think that stuff. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yep. But I don't associate myself with enough of those to think that, like, definitively, there is a huge portion of men out there thinking that women need to be 120 pounds. No, there's definitely not at all. Dude, dad bods. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, I would be pretty hypocritical if I thought that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But no, it's like, it's like I'm built like the the southbound end of a northbound horse. You're doing good, man. (laughs) That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, I... Obviously, I've been loving TikTok lately, right? And I've been finding all these things, and they've been just stored in my phone. I'm like, man. You're part of the Chinese algorithm? Yeah. They know what I'm doing all the time. Because I'm watching this right now. They're probably listening. The Pokemon, and I'm, I'm, you know, they've tracked my entire life history and where I go. And if they ever want to knock me off, they toss a missile my way. I'm right here. (laughs) I don't know what to do. When they go after Taiwan, I'll be right here playing Pokemon. Let's not talk about that. That's yeah. next. Anyway, <laughs> that's um, yeah. next week. So no, um, <laughs> was listening to a, a statement from Renee Jacks. She's a, a published author and an ex-transgender. Uh, Check this out, though. Just listen. Because I got a I got a thing to talk about transgender that I think and it listen goes and chime beyond, in. Yeah, it goes yep. beyond transgender. I think you like this. 
never had the full ability to have intercourse because the, the, the vagina that they make is so small. So anytime I tried to have intercourse, it was extremely painful and, and it wouldn't happen. So these surgeries are nothing more than plastic surgery. They, they don't create um, the phalluses that they create for female to males are really hideous looking. I've, I've had several female to male friends. And you look at it and you just go, oh, God, you paid for that. It's horrible. The sex change didn't solve my discomfort. The doctors who are honest will say that the gender dysphoria is always there. And it's because the confusion is, it's not so much, it it starts out being about your anatomy, but really what it's, you don't like yourself. Bingo. Okay. Do you know what neuroplasticity is? Yeah. Please explain it to everybody else. But yes, I've actually read about it a lot. Because it is extremely talked about in the scientific community about neuroplasticity, about your body's ability, your mind's ability to be trained to do other things. And like, like the, as the Bible verse goes, as a man thinks, so he is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's literally true. You can talk, like there are books, like, and I can name at least four offhand. Shad Helmstetter, Dr. Shad Helmstetter is a very, very, very well-known clinical psychologist. Yep has a book about neuroplasticity and how to train your mind to think positively. And you can train, There's your, a million you train yourself in habits, right? Yeah. But it's literally, this is scientifically backed, right? So if a person can have gender dysphoria, is that not a form of neuroplasticity that you've taken it from one end to the other? I think if it's constantly ingrained in your psyche over and over and Somebody over again. Somebody plants that seed and also you thinking. start dwelling on it and then you're like, well, maybe I am. Maybe I take it this far. So maybe I'm going, maybe I, I, I know I am. I can feel it. I am, I am, I am, I am. And like they, she said, it's less about the physicality and more about mentally. Mentally. Yeah, which is amazing. And a lot of people think that that's why I think, what is it, 50% of these people have reverse afterwards? Yeah. You know, the, I saw a statistic, right? Everybody talks about people. They said there was like an article I saw pop up on Yahoo News or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's more gay people in 2022 than there's ever been in history of mankind. Well, one, there's more people yeah. on earth than there's ever been in history. So, yes, that is a tr- that's true. But also, did you know that the rate of people going from gay to straight is higher than it's ever been? Wow. So for every one that's going from hey links are not available so don't so don't check us don't fact check dad it was in, it was in Yahoo right yeah, but I Yahoo. was I was I was intrigued by this and I'm like oh <laughs> rabbit trail I'm gonna follow this one for a second that's a good one um, that's intriguing yeah there was more people though that were going from gay to straight I mean it's about the people that everybody was like oh no you are you must be you are so there are many many women that try out and not really try they just get promiscuous or whatever period of like going like, yeah. through and even even little boys i mean 100 little boys do this you get a boner from anything you put the bag of groceries in my crotch and a i would have been pumping a freaking cantaloupe it's <laughs> too much information. i'm sorry <laughs> but it's true every little thing it doesn't matter what it is dude you're doing math and your teacher could be some massive, huge, bald guy with a dick on his head. And honestly, my teacher looked, he has this bald spot. I drew it one day. It was really funny in math class. But you should be doing math and get a boner. And you're like, what just happened to me and why? Right? It's just, yeah. And that's obviously the puberty aspect of it. Of Yeah. But but we know as as we're little 
and we grow, all we know is the pleasure aspect, pleasure, yep. pleasure, pleasure. So it feels good. It's okay. Right. Um, and then you get older and you go, Oh, I define what this is and where I want to give this. Well, I'm awkward. So since I'm you awkward are. with girls or I'm <laughs> awkward around guys, so therefore I must be gay or lesbian. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, I've been called gay a lot in my life and I'm like, no, I'm just Metro. I'm cool like that. I don't mind saying dude's attractive. I'm cool. I, I'm, I'm strong with who yeah, I am. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Right. And I don't care if I, if I like my car clean and I like to dress well and I like to, it's all good. Maybe I've got a couple shirts in my past that should have had volume knobs because they were a little loud, but, uh, you know, <laughs> hello, that was, that was, <laughs> you got a pair of shorts like that. Discotech Tristan. I should have been in Russia. <laughs> should have been in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, like, really, like, it's just, it's, it's one of those things. So you've got to be, people don't, don't fall for the trap that you are what people say you are. Cause you're not, yeah. you, if you, if you are sexually excited by another man, you're probably gay unless you're a woman. Right. And that's reality. Now, if, if you're not, then, and you love another dude, like I love Ryan, like I love junior, like what, like I love Lang. That doesn't make me gay. That makes me a man. Yes. Yeah, because human, I, right? my heart's big enough to go, man, I love these guys. They are my family. No, it doesn't mean you're, you're going to go try to sleep with me later. No, and I don't want to Krispy Kreme you. Gross, dude. Don't think about it too much. That's freaking nasty. Oh, my little donut. Gross. I love you. Shut up. I can't <laughs> help it. Too far. That wasn't too far. Could I kept going? <sighs> um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I could have. We're going to have to stamp this up. Sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> no, but like, but, but yeah, but like in the neuroplasticity <laughs> side of things, it applies to a lot of areas in life, right? It can, and I think it'll apply to what we talk about later in this episode too, but like we don't focus on like what our brain is actually capable of. No. And, you know, it's, and I don't, and I, and this isn't me saying like, oh, you can train yourself to not be gay. That's not me saying like, oh, you know. That's not, it's not what he's saying at all. It's not, I'm not saying pray the gay away, like that type of stuff, right? Oh, jeez. Because that does more harm than good, right? Because there's still people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with a lifestyle, right? I'm not going to go. And, That's because yeah. you don't have those feelings. No. If and, you did, you'd be like, oh, I get it. Yeah, but in the same token, I would be like, I would look at it as like, you know, if, you know, how would people want to say like from the biblical aspect of it? Like, well, God's put them in the decision that gave them those desires. No, we're, we've been given free will, mm-hmm. right? So God didn't give me desire for pizza. My Delving into liking pizza caused me to like pizza. Right? I don't know if, I mean, I see where you're going, but I don't know if that's how it works because clearly, I mean, we aren't gay. We can't speak for them, right? And that's a hard part. For me, do I, do I want to be with a dude? No. Uh -uh. Mm, Uh-uh. But like at the same time, like my desire for, for women, like, right. For like, I'm in a relationship with a great woman and my desire for her is that out of like, my generations of being told that like I need to be straight or is it due to like my affinity for who she is? Well, I think it's all of the above, right? Well, no, it's, it's so, so it's, you are sexually excited by a woman. Yes. Right. And let's, let's break that down. Cause that's, that's what that is. Sexual attraction yeah, from, is that. from the, from the but physiological you, aspect of it. Yeah. What I if mean, you like, weren't? What, what if, if, like, if, if women didn't do it for me? Yeah. What if, and I mean that this, this is where the question comes in. Yeah. Cause I love everybody and I, and we, we know I do. I, I don't, I don't give a crap what your sexual orientation is. I love you. Right. Yeah. And I want to see from your point and I, I've seen, dude, I've seen two dudes that were so in love with each other. I haven't seen them make out cause I think it's gross. Yeah. Ugh, right. Yeah. Whatever. But dude, I, I've seen them so in love that I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel that for you. I, yes. 
I can see how much in love you are. I don't understand it because I'm not there. Yeah. But (laughs) that's amazing to me. And I go, it's hard for me to (sighs) biblically, I understand where it says in the Bible. Right. But back then, dude, they were having sex with the Greeks were having sex with their animals, their little boys, animals, animals, their slate, like everything yes. in sight. Right. And yes, that goes against it. But I'm like, it's hard for me to say that through mass mutation, mass, whatever, because we are just millions of or thousands of whatever, how many years of, of mutation, whatever, and there's screwed condi- upness, there's right? Conditioning involved. There's all sorts of things involved. You could, I and mean, I, and here's the, here's the, the, it's a really hard conversation. It is have. because the psychological aspect of it, right? If neuroplasticity exists, which we have Did found you, that it does, you can't put your hat down. Oh yeah. It stops, stops finding my face, yeah. right? <laughs> my little Krispy Kreme. We're going to find your face. We're going to call this episode Ryan is a Krispy Kreme. Gross. Do not call oh me that. Gosh, that'd be so cool. It's so disgusting, and I would quit the show. <laughs> that'd be so amazing. You wouldn't quit the show. You'd love it. You'd be like, this is this is nope. ridiculous. Nope. This is how crazy we are. We're, we're, we're problem children. I just, I don't but know, no. man. I, like, I just, I think that I can't say without a shadow of a doubt that, okay, so this, this, if God is a loving, caring father, if my child says he's gay, I'm going to love and care for him no matter yep. what. Yep. Absolutely. That's all that matters. Absolutely. As a Christian, that's all I feel, and that's and what matters not, to me. And his, see, so the, here's the question that lies with that, too, is I'm, I would love my kid through it regardless of wherever they are. And I support him. That's a, I would. It'd be, it'd it wouldn't be, be tough. No, it'd, it'd be tough. I don't hard. think it'd be hard at all. I think it'd be easy, but I'd be like, look, just don't make out in front of me. Don't do any dirty in my house because I don't want to think about it. No, uh, I don't want to think about it. Like I just, I, but I love you and I embrace who you are. And if this is who it is, then okay. If it's not who you are and you change your mind later, I understand all It's stuff. because, because I haven't had to be there and have that conversation. Gosh, that's tough. It would be so brutal, oh, right? Crap. And so like the aspect that I would, would hope, and this is like the, the faith aspect of me is that there would be an understanding that like, you know, if we're told not to live in sin, right. Mm-hmm. And and you think about it, and I think I used this analogy a while back of like being on a pathway, and there's and things that make us stumble along the path that would be sin, right? I think the hardest part about this is that we will never not live in sin. I'd, exactly, but like, but when you trip over something and you're like, I kind of liked that, I'm gonna go ahead and stay here in the middle of the pathway, and I'm just gonna live in that moment. We trip over gluttony and alcohol, porn, and sexual whatever, addictions, yeah. and all that. There's and, all sorts of stuff, you but can, you're, greed, you're whatever. Gonna, you're, Again, this this is a conversation. I mean, yeah. we aren't. No, and I'm not saying like I'm perfect because I'm not. Like, right, I sin. My is my sin any different than that? No. This is a fun conversation. It is because it's like existentially like. Yeah, we're like, oh my gosh. What I'm, my hope would be from the psychological aspect would be like if you are right and you say that you are this way. Yeah. My my hope would be you still are able to live a life of faith. In that, here's here's the fun part. I don't think. Being gay or lesbian takes away from your ability to have faith. And I don't God either. I, I know of people that have been gay or lesbian. I, I know of people that, that are, and they do, and, and they don't just go to church. You, you they know why? Love God. My, because my, I have no say in their salvation. Mm-hmm. I can have a say in like our conversation around like faith and that aspect. Because like you know what, I would call them out on their sin if they, and I would encourage them to call me out in mine. 
And they would be like, you're lusting. I'm, you're right. Like, you're right. So are you? I screwed up. You gay guy. Like, no, but at the same time, like. Like, it's, it's like my but, buddy Jay. Like, he is he is gay. And I love. Dude, he came out to me. He was. I was a guy who came that out to me. That would be so hard. I mean, it's like. For him to come, first, yeah, to come out to your best friend. Like. Oh, I was thinking even like. Friend, we're, I mean, we're family now, right? Yeah. When we are. We just. He just knew that he was like, hey, you know what? Tristan's safe. And I am. Yeah. I love the dude with all my heart. All my heart. And we can disagree on all sorts of crazy stuff, and we still we're, we're still family. It's just like, it's I, the hardest part in this world is stepping in somebody else's shoes because you can't, you know, because you we can't even assume, and that's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm like, man, you know what? I can't judge any other person because all I can judge is based on me. I can understand people. I can understand that you can love somebody wholeheartedly and fall in love with them. Absolutely. I don't want to kiss a dude or lick his butt. You know, I look at it and it's like, you know, parenthood is leadership, right? Like our job is as parents yeah. is, is be a leader. And that, that takes but, you're, it, but do you think a gay couple is going to raise a straight kid? Absolutely possible. I, All day long. Because he might have the, I know, I know lots of straight kids that have gay parents. And they're straight. The parent didn't lead them down a wrong path at all. They just go, these and are my that's, two. And that's, that's a kudos to those parents having the best interest of the kid and letting them be their individual, right? Well, I mean, but, but they're, if they're the example, though. This, yeah. See, this is where it's, it comes down to biologically, yeah, I guess you, I, you have yeah. to be attracted. The part that I have an issue is when you start telling your kid that they're not the gender they are. Absolutely. I mean, dude. If, if my, on if, the ball. If, if I had a, a, like, say I had a daughter. She came in. She's like, "Dad, I'm a dude." I'm like, "You're a do- you're a girl." Mm-hmm. I'm a dude. I'm like, now, no, I will argue with you biologically. Nope, you're wrong. Maybe you're Tom. But do you know how many tomboys? Do you know how many tomboys I grew up? They grew up to be like extremely like super super hot and like gorgeous, love wearing but dresses like, now and all that. But like yeah, and then like doting mothers, mm-hmm. and they're like, I mean, it's like so it's I don't want to objectify people by what they say. There, like you know, like. We we should the, the creative the creative mind too. If a male is extremely creative, tends to the child be a little on the effeminate side. Yeah. So he's got emotion. So he's got caring. So he's got. Okay. What's wrong with having an empathetic child? Nothing. What's wrong with that? And we we should not be saying, oh, because you like dresses, you're this, or because of whatever. Dude, my like I said before, my sister did makeup on me all the time. I can do makeup. I'm really good at it. Does that make me gay? Does that make me a but girl? You're, no. you're a girl dad, and that helps out like with your daughter. I did it before that, dude. Yeah. Okay. Before that. I just, I'm an artist. Yeah. I drew. I can sketch. So can I apply? Yeah, I can apply makeup. Yeah, I can see on you what would look amazing. Absolutely. Doesn't make me gay. I like women. I want to do women's makeup because it brings me closer to women <laughs> in the wrong way. I learned massage for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> you're perfect. Absolutely, I'm a perv, and I'll stand up You're for it. It's okay, it. but like again, I learn. You do all these things. You're not in denial. At least it doesn't make me not a straight man. That's yeah. the whole thing, right? You know, and this I think it's could be a great. We could go on this for a great show topic. Oh my it, gosh, it could take this. We could take make this episode take a U turn really fast. No, we're not. We're not going to stay on this though. No, we and have more to go. I because I, I don't want to leave this conversation without revisiting it in another episode because there is more to this topic that I do want to say. Like, well, I mean, I feel like if we're going to do this, we should we, we should have a give it its due, give it and give it its due. Like, yeah. I mean, but the, the issue is that you can't have the hardest part is having a straight people talk about conceptual stuff that we can't fathom. I've never in had, our yeah, and I've never had the desire to be with another man, so I don't understand that aspect of it. What I what I would be, I've had the desire to be with two women. I, what I would doesn't be, make me lesbian. But what I would be empathetic to, 
I'm sorry. I'm totally just not, keep going. Just I know. Not just even, ignore me. I'm not even acknowledging your statement. <laughs> uh, but what I would be empathetic to, though, is like the situation of, of having something that you could be seen as being rejected for and holding on to that with such fear that your own family or your friends or whoever, it's going to dramatically change the rest of your life if you tell them that one dark secret. Could you imagine embracing, and this is the hardest part about it all, can you imagine embracing a lifestyle where the majority of the world is going to reject that lifestyle? Does the rest of the world really because, reject it, though? Hell yeah. In two thousand, In 2022? Okay, let's talk about Europe. You want to go about those nations that will okay. just stone yeah. you to death, drag you through the streets, toss you off the, the roof of the place? Go be gay in be Russia. Gay? Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Where is the only place you can be gay? Australia, the U.S., maybe Canada, eh? U.K. Where in the U.K.? You can be lesbian. Oh, that's true. But where can you be gay in the UK? And I, and honestly, maybe maybe Britain's okay with it. I don't France, know. But I in Britain, you've, you've got a that. massive group of people that are taking over streets and, and communities yeah. and murdering because of their belief. Now, can you really? Yeah. No, you're these, right. I mean, these are things where people will ostracize you. And because you love someone so much, and that's who you are, you're willing to give up maybe that. Maybe in Southeast Asia? Again, like, think about it, man. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not... I don't know. It's like, not yeah, that's an a easy great, plight. That's a great point. And and so, but yeah, okay. Like, so in 2022 America, I think it's gotten easier. Oh, to, like, super. Oh, yeah. People Absolutely. are like, kind of like, you're gay? Cool, man. Yep. Have fun. It, it's actually it's actually the good thing to be bi or gay or whatever. And, and to be straight it's is almost awful. Yeah. But I think it's because it's it's hard for straight people who are the minority, or major, sorry, majority, um, are why, I don't know my sound is on, but... <laughs> why they are the majority majority that we don't, we, it's hard for us to fathom. I mean, again, it's, we're sitting here as two straight guys trying to figure it out. So, yeah. And so like my, I guess the point that I would want to end with is I can't go up to any just gay person and just flat say like, Hey, you're wrong. You can't one. I don't have a relationship with them. All that's going to do is hurt them and just tell them like, Hey, you're not worth well, anything to me. And That's essentially how that comes off. Yeah, and you shouldn't. And you're not saying you're going to do that, but you're saying, no, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Nobody should do that. Yeah, and so, like, if it's if it's somebody but that honestly, I would say it's a relative that I love and, you know, they come out, I'm still going to love them. Like, hey, guess what? Like, we're, you know, if we go hunting, you're not going to try to put moves on me, are you? Like, jokingly, you know? like, Dude, I'd want to be their type. <laughs> do you know? Can you give me fashion tips? <laughs> Dude, no, legit. Like I, I have had, I have had coworkers of mine that were that would that that offered to do bad things to me, and I was like, no, I'm not that way. But yeah, if I want to go out shopping and, and I don't have a clue, make I'm going to bring them with me. Make me look fabulous. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Let's let's be real. Right? Like honestly, I mean, it, it's great. I just my issue with with it is that your sexuality does not define who you are, and it should not be in a gay parade. It should not be flaunting of this. And usually, yeah. and you you see it. You you see in gay parades, you see the flamboyance of the super in your face. Yeah. Look at how sexually whatever I am, and, and this is like half how naked gay with like wieners drawn yeah. and like yeah the rainbow and, unicorn. And, and I'm whatever. I'm like no why that that's where the problem comes in. You don't need to be that way. That's not who you are. Yeah. You are not a raging erection or a throbbing something else. I, maybe that's not yeah. the throbbing. No, I know what you're talking about though. And a squeezing and <laughs> no. I don't, but a moist. I, <laughs> I said that in the worst way I, I could. Hate that word moist. Too. <laughs> um, <laughs> my little Krispy Kreme. Dude, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get off the topic because yeah. we go forever. We really can. So next one. 
Yeah, we almost went like 15 minutes on that. Yeah, show. next yeah. one. Let's talk pronouns because we're on the subject. Okay, ready? Okay. You're going to love this, I think. This yeah. is the pronouns. Male, female. Pronouns in reality. No, there's even beyond that. Male. Listen to this. Don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own, your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter, whatever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. I'm it makes no that. sense. You don't get your own pronouns. These are, that's, that's, that's grammar. Handsome that's slash language. brilliant. So you think. <laughs> that's grammar. And it really is. No. If, so, okay, think about it. Your pronouns. Yes. Your pronouns. If I'm talking to you, I'm going to say, hey, Ryan. I'm he going to say your name, right? He, him. But think about it. I'm going to say, hey, Ryan. Yeah. If I'm talking about you. I'm describing you to somebody else who doesn't know you. Yeah, handsome. She. Yeah, handsome. Go ahead and, yeah. you know. I'm going to say she or her. You might not think you're a he, her. You might be whatever, right? But to me, I'm describing you to somebody that isn't you. Yeah. So you don't get to define how I describe you with my own grammar. Yeah. But if you want to say handsome and beautiful about me, that's fine. Devonair. You can say dad bod 2.0. <laughs> that's my pronoun. And strapping and horse sounds. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> <I got> <laughs> All right, let's go to Victorian slang. Victorian slang. Okay, can you guess? We got Victorian a long way to go. We got a long way to go in short time to get there because yeah. we got hung up on the gauge conversation. We, I th- we're having fun this time, though. This is great. <laughs> can Ryan guess Victorian slang? I think I'm going to get this. Oh, crap. You don't get Hold your on. Own Let me find it. Victorian <laughs> you don't slang. You don't get to pick your pronouns. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Can Ryan guess Victorian slang? Um, like what they're trying to say in modern day slang. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I was to say you're a giggle mug, what would that mean about you? Giggle mug. Giggle mug. A giggle mug. A giggle mug. You're a goofball. I think that's a pretty good guess almost, but it means you're always smiling because you're giggling. You're always smiling like a giggle mug. Your face is giggling all the time, right? Yeah. This is me. (laughs) This is a weird one. This, you, if you, I, you're the giga mug. <laughs> giga mug. If I offer you, or if you're offering me something in your house, okay. a drink, and I say, bitch the pot, what do you think that means? Stir it. Bitch the pot. No, heat it up. You're offering me something. Pour it. Okay. And I think that's good enough. This means it says pour the tea. Yeah. But I would say pour the anything is probably what's going on, right? Could be coffee because they, they drink tea more often back yeah. then, not coffee. Okay. Um, <laughs> Can I bitch you a pot of coffee? <laughs> okay. So this one is intriguing to me. When you use that, like, if I said, I've got the morbs, got the morbs, got the morbs, break down the last word, got the morbs. You're sick. Or I'm sad. Morbid. morbid. I'm thinking right? morbid. I know morbid. I'm thinking morbid, morbid yeah. morbidly in my head, and so I'm 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 temporarily sad, or I'm sad okay. right now. Okay. You're tight as a boiled owl. Tight as a boiled owl. Who the hell thought this up? <laughs> That's you so stupid. You're anxious. That means you're drunk. <laughs> Does that even make any sense to you at all? That's the dumbest one so far. Somebody at one point would have to like boil an owl to find out what that would be like. This next one, I, I <laughs> this doesn't even make sense to me either. You're poked up. You're poked or up. Or I'm poked up. Pregnant. That's what I would assume. <laughs> Tin roof rusted. That's what I would assume, right? The yeah. same thing. No, it means embarrassed. 
I don't even poked up. Is embarrassed? No. Okay. Sauce box. Sauce box. After you guess, I'll tell you what the army slang for that is. I'm not going to. I won't go there because that was my first assumption. Uh, Sauce box would be. If I said. Oh, is it a bar? No. Oh. That actually makes a lot of sense, though. A sauce box. Right? Like you're closing down the bar. Yeah. No. If I said shut your cock holster, what would you say it is? Your mouth. That's what it is. Sauce box is the mouth. Oh. Because I guess you pour the sauce in that box. Okay. That's so stupid. I'm not a fan of the big ones. I mean, I like them all, I guess. doesn't matter. But Cupid's kettle drums. Boobies. Boobies. All the way. Boobies. Right? (laughs) Now, I think we use this one today, but not in the Victorian way. Cupid's kettle drums. If I was not up to dick. (laughs) What do you you think that means? I know what that means if I said it to a buddy of mine. He'd be like, oh, you got nothing going on. Is that what it means? No. Uh, That's what it means now. <laughs> I'm not up to what? None of these make a whole lot of sense. I'm up to no good. I'm unwell. Yeah, if I was up to dick, I'd be unwell too. <laughs> Isn't that? I've had it up to here with you. <laughs> That's really weird, right? <laughs> I've had it up to here with you. <laughs> it's only four and a half inches. That's being generous. It's like it's like the fish tail. We're doing good. <laughs> okay, so um Okay. We're gonna we're gonna flip it up. We're gonna go sad now, okay? Okay. I'm gonna read these captions out loud because uh this is what it means. But this this comes back to our original um conversation about the Joe Rogan one and quiet desperation, okay? What do you got? I was just gonna say we were one out. Oh, people, you love us. Shut the hell up and listen. <laughs> Here we go. Maybe, I mean, dude, we've had so much conversation, though. Maybe we bring a topic for the next episode because it just might have to go there. I think we just go with one these. The these are good enough. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll, we'll just push it all over. It's all right. All I don't right. mind. So um, here is the sad truth about fathers um, and how they are doing. When you ask them that question, how are you doing? When you ask a man how they are, especially fathers, the answer they would give you would be, I am fine. I am fine. But on the inside, they mean, I am fine. I have money worries. I am fine. I am a failure. I am fine. I don't do enough. I am fine. I need more time. I'm fine. I'm stressed. I'm fine. I'm burnt out. I'm fine. I need to set a better example. When you ask a man how they... You know, I think there was a time in my life, you know, in the last maybe five, six years, um, where that would be true, where I would just say I'm fine. A lot. It takes a lot of growing up to go, I'm not 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 fine. I'm, I'm not doing great today. Well, I mean, we went through a whole, I mean, yeah. you have to remember that like we've gone through a lot of growth as, as guys, you and I both, and a lot of men out there that, that are willing to go, 
this is how okay. I feel. Dude, it's okay to say that your day sucks. Dude, listen to that, though. Suck me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, reading this, I'm like, don't make me cry. No, no. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to that, too. That's the music, tough. The music doesn't help, but. No. <laughs> I wish like the music was quiet. Whatever. It's like Remember the Titans type music. Or, you know, like, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's, it, that, that's, and I would say that there are some single women that felt that way, my mom, especially back in the day, but as a guy, married or not. I know married women that are that way, you know, that would just say, like, oh, yeah, things are great. But they, they have the whole weight of the household on them because they feel like that's what it is because there's no communication. They don't they don't you know, have I both know, ways. I know moms that, you know, would work out. I'll get at, it. Or that would be at home and, you know, they, they would say like, oh, yeah, things are great. But like, man, I'm overwhelmed with housework and the expectations of keeping the house up and the kids are crazy and, you know, keeping the bills and everything else in line. Like, I will never judge ever a mom that says she's a single mom or a stay-at-home mom. I will never judge a stay-at-home mom. Ever. Dude, that's the hardest job out there. I would never do it. It's tough. And men, if you're out there and you do that, you're a douche. A douche canoe. Seriously. Like, that is like the... One, you don't know what they're doing. I mean, like, what, you think they're sitting at home eating bonbons all day? I mean, and there are, like, a few, like, I think that, especially if you have help, like, if you have a house cleaner that comes in, like, three, four times a week or whatever, like, you're more affluent. You've got Mm -hmm. a little bit more money to spend. Well, I mean, the reality but, is it, it really depends on how good you are at communicating, at prioritizing. Yeah. As a dad, um, single dad on my days off, man, people would wonder how I get all the crap done I got done. And I'm like, well, it's because I just maintain it. All I get to do is clean it once and maintain it. And then after that point, it's not really a big issue. So I had a lot of free time with my boys because I'd maintain. When they were done with toys, I'd pick them up or they'd pick them up, right? It helps once they get older. <laughs> Having structure really makes your life easier. Yeah. But again, you're still having to deal with all of those things that your spouse, your husband or wife is not dealing with if you're the stay-at-home parent. You know, and that could be a lot of stuff. And that gets it gets hard because you know, if one not it's it's easy There's to it's easy to judge kicking stuff. I know. It's easy to judge when we're not at home. Yeah, and it you is. Know? I guess it's like and then you can look at like the bank account like you spent $130 on groceries. What else did you buy? Hundred, Dude, how, you know how much $130 worth of groceries is? It's like that deep in your shopping cart. Well, it depends on how, well, it depends on how you're shopping also. That's true. Let's be real. I mean, you could spend, if you're buying too. a bunch of produce, dude, you're dropping 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, produce. Easy. Yeah, especially now. Especially now. Dude, I bought five and a half pounds of sweet potatoes. I freaking love sweet potatoes. I said, do you know how much that was? It, they're expensive. Yeah, it was like $12. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's not like buying like $4 to get you 95 pounds of regular potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I had to spend $9 at Winco and I get you can get a you can get a pallet of potatoes. Basically is how it looks. Yeah, it's crazy to keep in my garage now. Okay, so here's here's <laughs> here's the fun part about being a dad parent or a parent dad or a okay. dad, a dad boy dad, a dad, a girl dad, a dad. Okay. No. So when you see cute girls out there, this oh, is okay. I think it's super hilarious. Why are you looking at them girls like that? You look good. That's why I'm looking at it like that. But dad, they're not even your age. You don't look like I give a fuck. Do it look like I give a fuck and I don't. Age ain't number of numbers. You'll learn that when you get older. Plus, I'm just looking. That's the side of the point, R. Kelly. You looking at them little girls like that, and you're going to be looking at me through a glass window when you in jail. Shut the hell up, Sean. You don't even know what you're talking about. Plus, I'm looking at her right there, and I don't little girls. Miss Penny? That should wear like 400 pants. Plus, she in a wheelchair. I'm not talking about Miss Penny. Her right there. Oh, Miss Johnson. That's right. I heard she used to be a man. Shut the hell up, Sean. She used to be no man. What are you talking about? I don't about? know if he can she make it. a tall tree, and I want to cut it down. That's what I want to do. 
Yeah, before you cut it down, make sure you cut that branch off. Get the hell out of that! Shut the hell up! I think that was just more for comedic effect. It was still no, but you, you, Owen's not old enough yet. I've had those conversations with my, my boys. It's freaking hilarious. Like them talking about girls. Yeah, and me talking about girls with them. And I, I might be looking at old women, but I used to pick them up from school every day, every day. And there was there was there was some delicious looking moms out there. I'm not gonna lie, like really delicious ones. And I'd, I'd make comments, and they were like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, not no." That clearly the mother. <laughs> but it's those conversations will maybe they won't with you, but they will happen. Yeah, I don't think I'd have that conversation. <laughs> it's fun, dude. So uh, we were we were listening to Britney Spears one day, and Christian from the back seat in his in his booster chair was like smiling, I'm like, "Dude, what's going on?" He's like, "I like this song." I'm like, "Why?" And he was like, "She's got a sexy voice." I'm like, yeah, she does. Britney Spears, your new mom. Come and get it. I'm just, I'm, I'm that, I'm Sound that parent. Like crazy train. I, uh, I get told a lot that I'm like, I'm, I'm a weird parent, dude, because like, yeah, I'm okay with that. But I reach, <laughs> I, no, I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. Dude, my sister and I were talking about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, You're I'm like more of a free spirit than I would be, I think. No, I totally am. And it's because I want to reach my kids on the level that they, that they understand it at the moment. So I adapt every time they change. Yeah, I think I, I think I would be very careful though because it teaches the objectification part too. No, not really. I'm attracted to that. I like it. Okay, cool. Do mm-hmm. you like that or not? Okay, you like it. Too. Yeah, but I, I mean, it. also like, I mean, it, you're a single dad. You know, like, I mean, I'd look back to my dad. Never had that conversation with me ever. Different kind of parenting styles. Well, he was also married. I wasn't. Yeah, it's okay. So here, here's the thing: Do I? I think it makes a difference. Do though. I ignore the fact that my kid is attracted to something? No, I'll be like, it's oh, not me think, objectifying. I was like, oh, you think she's cute? Like, because I've had that conversation. Like, we're own sitting in the back seat, and he's like, Dad, guess but, what? But I'm what's like, the what? difference? He's like, I like girls. I'm like, but what's the difference? Me too, buddy. <laughs> um, <sighs> my son, he loves the fact that he's dating I, a hot cheerleader. He's like, she's super hot, a cheerleader, and I love this. And I'm cool, like, yeah. yeah. Good boy. Right, cool. I'm, I'm like, like, dude, I get it. I'm, also cheerleaders like, are smoking hot. Yeah. Like, and I would be like, sometimes hot can be overrated, but like, you know, like it. But it's, that's, yeah. what, that's where they're at. It's but like, you have what to are, you, are you chasing her because she's hot or because she's good to you? He's already dating her. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. He likes the fact that she's hot. Cool. She's really, really a sweetheart, too. She's an amazing girl. She is. I've met her. And yeah, she's I very know. nice. And yeah. she is. She's totally awesome. She and I'm like, good kid. But but you got to remember that guys don't edify things like that. We go, they're smoking hot. And what we mean is, dude, she's got a great personality. She's super fun to be around. I really enjoy her. There's more to it. But all I know how to say is, she's hot. I'll be hot. Yeah. But, and that's, <laughs> she's that, going to listen to this to be but, like, oh. But that's what you mean. But like, yeah, seriously, no. like women, you have to understand that it's not me objectifying you unless I don't know she's you. She's going to laugh, though, because I don't call her hot. I usually use a different adjective to describe her, but... Like and it's okay. Yeah, she's beautiful because like. But if that, you were saying it to your buddies, yeah. Like if I was like, dude, this is who I'm dating, and they'd be like, she's smoking hot. I'm like, yeah, she's smoking hot. That's right. I said that to my buddy. He like got a new, he got a new girlfriend, and he was like all super proud. I'm like, dude, she's a hottie, man. Good job. <laughs> like, congrats. but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. it's literally you're just meeting them on the same level, and it doesn't mean you're saying less about them. It's just yeah, that, that's where they're at. They okay. haven't met them yet. They haven't gone beyond that, and so that's that's the cool part because. As a dad, She's attractive and caught your attention. And as a dad, like, I can have the conversation like, dude, so what else? What's going on, right? 
And but I meet them where they need to be met. But I, kids will change. The parenting point, though, in that too, I think that the, I'm crazy. No, because I think oh, that the way I would address it too is I would actually try to find a landing point for that. Like, hey, dad. Like, if if Owen's old enough to where he's like, she's super hot, dad. I'd be like, yeah. And how is she treat other people? I can see that. For me, I, is she nice to you? I no, she's a, she's mean, but she's really pretty. So you like want to be with her because she's really pretty, or because? I mean, like, you but, want to let her be oh, mean to you? But no one's saying that she's hot or attractive doesn't mean he wants to be with her. What if he was saying in that in the context of, like, hey, Dad, she's super hot. I want to ask her out. Then you go, well, how's her heart? Right? Okay. And, but Because that, that's the reality, right? Yeah. For me, though, I'm like, I don't want to be the serious was, dad all the time. I, I don't um, I don't want my kids <laughs> to be like, oh, man, I can't talk to him because oh, he's always like, oh, here's the Bible aspect or here's, here's yeah. let's get serious. And I'm like, no, I want my kids to Here's the fundamental like, difference great. between you and I, too. I this think. is the fun st- Oh, crap. This is going to be the fun, fun part, it. right? Because I was the dude in high school that, like, I didn't think I was attractive. Maybe I was. I don't know. I've been told that, like, later after the fact. Like, dude, you were total. Like, you were super cute. I'm like. Super babe. And I'm like, I didn't think I was, but maybe. Maybe I was. I don't okay. know, but I didn't think of myself that way. Maybe it was just me selling myself for. I just thought I was like a really cool person to be around because I hung out with literally everybody. I didn't care what clique you were in. Same with I me. I didn't care. But like, it was funny. It was like the super pretty girls that I'd have a crush on, I would never tell them. Like, dude, I was the oh, same dude, way. That would be like crushed. So I, if I like think... my buddy leaked it, be like, dude, you totally think she's hot? I'm like, nope, not anymore. Like, I'm going to find somebody else because so, everybody knows. So me in high school, I was always a new guy. <laughs> always a new guy. Because we moved a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and it kind of, it made it so I could talk to a lot of people, but I didn't think I was all that. Yeah. Right? I, I didn't think I was all that at all. Um, I was cocky. Okay. I, I would beat up anybody that came at me. And I knew I could take them. I would go out lift them. I'd be like, I, dude, let's have a lift off. No, I, I'd be like, it's no big deal. I, <laughs> did I threaten the entire senior wrestling team one time when I was That's a awesome. sophomore in high school? That's awesome. Because I was having a bad Were day. Were you a quarter line? Yeah. Yeah, back in those days, you probably would have been able to do well, I mean, I'd trained martial arts my entire life. Oh. I was still super, super active. And so I was, I was like, good. I was like, no, I mean, I was like, you ran up the road to Sandpoint. They'd teach you a lesson. But if you, if you want to come at me, you better be prepared. That's <laughs> yeah. all I, I was like, I was not having it. And I didn't yeah. need to be that guy at the time, but I had a bad day and it was stuff going on. But I was always new and I was always really shy. Yeah. No joke. I was a shy guy. So I, I stayed with my, my, my people were the choir people and the drama people. Cause I was, I was a choir kid. Yeah. So I hung out with them, and they weren't all the famous and popular, but we knew everybody I anyway. Had fun though, because I was in—I was an athlete, but I was also in band. Dude, and I actually—I got asked to try out for all the sports because the coaches would see me playing with these guys after school, and then like nobody could take me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm, it was just probably would have been a great wrestler, but I, I'm pretty decent at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, if that counts. A lot of it across applies, oh, yeah. except for like. Jiu-jitsu, I, you're willing to give up your back. Where wrestling, you don't want to give up your back. No jiu-jitsu, you don't want to give up your back at all. Or you don't want to go to your back, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you just, you want to be on your back. Yeah. That's my favorite spot. Wrestling, you don't want to. Not at all, because that's, you're out. That's, that's a point. You're done. You're done. (laughs) That's that's it. For me, I'm like, no, that's my favorite spot to be. Get on me. (laughs) Take it. Triangle. Get in my mount. I want to be in the guard. Kimura. Dude, no, it's so much fun. And it it really is. But like, I was the kid that was like, you know, my, my parents couldn't afford to, to get me to sports. And, you know, yeah. I accepted it. And I was okay with it because I was like, oh, I don't want to be beat up on a Friday night anyway. So my dad coached a lot of my sports until I got into. That would be helpful. To <laughs> high school. Because my dad was one of my assistant wrestling coaches in junior high. That's pretty um, cool. But 
you know, like it was nice. That's one thing that like he was always involved. And that's one thing that I'll always do. Like, and I've been doing with Owen, like I coached soccer when he played last for goodness. And I hate soccer. And I coached But it. you were involved with your kids. I was involved. Yeah, I That's wanted to be there. And the other thing is, it wasn't just for him. It was, like, for his friends. Like, oh. I wanted to be involved for them, too. Because I don't know what the home life is like there. But I, yeah. like, want him to know that, like, it's okay to have friends and to be involved with other kids, especially in a team atmosphere, because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And then if he has a disagreement with one of his teammates, he runs to me thinking that I'm going to, like, fix everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nope, figure it out. Yep. You're going to have disagreements. Go figure it out. Like, go apologize or go, like, talk to them. Like, don't come asking for me to settle your problems. Go figure it out. That makes sense. Man, that was that was kind of fun. That's but, good, yeah. though. No. So I want to touch on one thing before we go. Sure. Um, we see what we choose to see. Sure. If you're looking for good, you're going to find good. If you're looking for the bad, you're going to find the bad. That's how it is, no matter what. So if you're at... Say you are at work and okay. you have, you make 15 phone calls yeah, today Yep, and one sucked. Does it ruin your entire day? What, which one will you remember? Which one are you going to talk about first? Everyone remembers that, that negative one well, every time. <laughs> you want, you see what you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got so wrong. That guy just, oh, he's such a jerk. And that'll ruin most people's days. Yeah. The, we were talking about the other day and the aspect that brought this up was that I'm in a lot of dad forms. And a lot of these dads are only choosing to see the negative and not see the positive that they have going on. And that's that. I was like, man, how do I, what do I say to help these guys change perspective? And you kind of can't. It's kind of, you almost have to like treat it like a sandwich. Like before you tell me anything negative, I need to hear five good things that you like about the situation. So like the happy sandwich that feedback managers give you, like, yeah, you did this really, really well. This wasn't as good. Bring it up. And this was really, really well. Yeah. I think we know exactly what manager you're talking the about. The happy sandwich. Because <laughs> he was the king of the happy sandwich, and I don't think he listens to our podcast, so I'm not worried about it. But, and I haven't talked to him in two years, so I don't really care. But uh, no, no, I mean, totally like, true. That, that's actually, that's a that's a old school technique that people have used. I mean, I used to use it when I was a manager, too. So. Yeah. And and so, like, yeah, you do see what you want to see. And um, I don't know if you want to actually ask that question or if you want to end on no, that. We're, I, I think we're going to end that. I mean, this okay. is people... Start looking for the good. Start looking for what's this is going to lead matter next episode, by the and way, and it totally so, yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, this was a totally random episode, but I enjoyed the conversation. I I think we're going to come back to a couple topics that we discussed today, um, and I'm actually going to do the diligence to bring up some fact with that too. Good, because other than the fact that I read on Yahoo News, but. Um, not to go because we can end up like going 15 minutes longer even <laughs> not going back to visit and beat the dead horse no no um, so yeah dude no we, I, I mean the reality is we actually had an entire show set up but the hard part is that when you have good conversations that happen it, it's all about working through those pieces and that's yeah. that's the fun part about and this. i think because there's there's some there's some differences in us too there's like, a lot of them and you get to see but the thing is like we're still friends Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go and do my thing and think what I want to think. And you're going to think what you want to think and do your thing. But at the same time, at the end of the day, like we we're if we're forward leaning and we're on the same path, like of like, what is our goal? Like what is, if we had to define what we do and what's our mission statement with this podcast, I think we're still, we still have the same target. hundred percent. We're going to have different routes of getting there. 
Like, I'm going to take the right, you're going to take the three well, left. It's how you parent versus yeah. us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. I talk about butts and nuts. Dude, the funniest thing is that if I say gold bond, my daughter will think butts and nuts immediately. Butts and nuts. I'm it, it's so freaking hilarious because I, I mentioned it when I was down uh, visiting her. And she was like, butts and nuts. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but that's how I parent. We'll see. Like, I always heard butts, butts and nuts. It was like what you thought about if you ever had to get, like, I had coaches that would say that in football. It was like, if you're ever in line, all right, butts and nuts. No, that totally like, that that makes means, sense, means, That means get in line. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, what? I'm that's like, so funny. Butts and nuts. And when, when it was showering, it was like, don't forget to get your butts and nuts. Don't want to get the swamp. Yeah, it just it's it's just who I am as a parent. That's how I that's how I teach want, and don't want the monkey butt. That's how I lead, but I mean like it works. <laughs> don't, don't I have worry. kids that still say I love you. That's every end every yeah. phone call with it in front of their friends. Yeah. And that's the thing, like And cry when I show up. I mean like that's you know, if we if we I'm could okay with this. Yeah, and if we threw a dart at like what our target was with this was like one is just to tell a story, right? But two, it's to provide a perspective. And there's and the cool thing about perspective is it's gonna be different. That, we have two of them right here. Yeah. That's my perspective of yours. It's how we see the world. Yeah. And so. I think it's cool. I think it's really Your fun. way may reach some people. My way may reach some people. But at the end of the day, we're both trying to reach people. Mm-hmm. We're both encouraging healthy community. We're encouraging healthy conversation. We're encouraging a lot of positivity in a world that is really, like, let's be honest, stacked against men. Well, this is not a downer podcast. No. Not at all. <laughs> at all. And we have fun. We we touch on some crazy subjects where I'm like, I'm tearing up listening to Alan on. Like, come on. That, oh my gosh. I still love the, the way it ended. I love the way it ended. I know. It's a love story. Dude, dude. Oh, it's so good. I gosh, got a buddy. A I got a buddy that I want to bring on. Good. Let's do it. Because he, he, he co-parents and he's like, has all the right to be pissed off in the world. Oh and my. he takes the humble road. I met a, I don't know how you feel You've about You've met CBD. him. You've met him. He was at that barbecue over the summer. Cool, okay. How do you yeah. feel about CBD? I give it to my dog. Okay. So I met, <laughs> I met a guy and I forgot, I forgot the name of the company at the golf show, um, who was talking about CBD and hooked me up with these little CBD things for like, you know, anxiety, whatever. I don't yeah. have it, but I was like, that's really cool. Right. And we're talking the creator of the company is a single dad hmm. in Portland that created the CBD company. And it's literally, CBD was less than a percent of THC. Hmm. They have this like cigar thing that these people like, it's just, it's like CBD ash on which you light. Yeah. And like people have used it to stop drinking. Hmm. I don't know how it works. I'm, I think it's amazing. I'm like, that's really cool. But stop one habit with another. No, I mean, they're kind because of it's not addictive. For, okay. At all. Hmm. Like at all at all, which is crazy. And I was like, that's really, really interesting. Like I was intrigued because I love the science yeah. behind it. But it's not CBD. It's CBDA, CBDG, CBDN, CBDZ. There's like 30 strains that people don't talk about. Yeah. And each one does something different. The CBDA is actually the one that binds um, the COVID particles and stops COVID in humans. Hmm. Interesting, eh? I was intrigued. And I've, I've, I've known about this for a while. You what? Know what, what do you got? With COVID? What? Viagra. You're good with it or not with it? No, I'm saying Viagra helps with COVID. There, I, read, really? I read an article. It wasn't like Scientific Weekly. No, really? <laughs> yeah. There's an article. I'll have to send it to you. I'm going to have to I didn't that believe in. it. And I'm like, man, that's, that's really a. Uh, I feel like less. Uh, some stiff thoughts there. Does, does that mean less <laughs> dudes in the nursing homes were uh, having <laughs> issues? That's so sad. That's awesome. 
Don't forget to take your Viagra, people. Just a blue pill a day saves you from the COVID. That's the next commercial. It'll really screw you up. Yeah, it'll totally do it, too. Trojan, along with Viagra. You ever hear about the guy that got Viagra stuck in his neck? Or he stuck in his throat? Yeah, stuck in his throat. He was stiff neck for a week. Dad jokes. Oh, my Lord. And with that, I think we're going to let yeah, you know. It's no big deal. I hope you had fun with us today. I know we've had some serious conversations lately, and this is a, a much lighter version. We of- needed this episode to kind of break, I think. Not that our shows have been bad. I think they've been great. But we, just, we have to yeah. have fun sometimes. I mean, yeah. we need more fun. So um, this is us hanging out talking about random crap. <laughs> I thought I love they were it. good. I love it. Was, it. Yeah. it was fun. Yeah. And the Krispy yeah. Kreme comments, I know no. you like them. Ugh. That's because you picture it every time. No, stop it's it. It's so funny, though. So I disgusting. don't have to picture it. It's amazing. It's crass and crude. But you know what the best part is, though, is if I call you childish, my Krispy Kreme, it sounds so good. You're, you're childish. I really do. <laughs> I can't help Pervert. it. Pervert. You'll figure out a good nickname for me one day. Blockhead. That's it. Those are awful, though. It's like, you gotta, you gotta work on it. It's like 1940s. <laughs> You're a nincompoop. It's, that's perfect. Victorian insults. A giggle mouth. Giggle mug. You giggle mug. That's so dumb, though. All right, anyway. Hey, for advocacy. You mook. I'm Ryan. I'm tr- <laughs> I am the Krispy Kreme. And I guess uh, we, will, we will see you next time for episode 11. Yeah, I think. Tristan is not. Tristan's a glazed. No, no he's a. <laughs> what's another donut? Eclair. Tristan. Oh, <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Right, think of Van Wilder. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, gross, Van Wilder. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>